Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief message to help us experience an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise busy lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining me as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. Well, today I've got a pretty depressing episode planned, focusing on 2 Nephi chapter 28, where Nephi, prophesying about the fall of his people hundreds of years in the future, goes through all the different ways that we, as followers of Christ, might be led away from the gospel and lose our faith. For some, it may happen because of the influence of others in our lives. Quote, And they deny the power of God, the Holy One of Israel. And they say unto the people, Hearken unto us, and hear ye our precept. For behold, there is no God today. For the Lord and the Redeemer hath done his work, and he hath given his power unto men. Behold, hearken ye unto my precept. If they shall say there is a miracle wrought by the hand of the Lord, believe it not. For this day he is not a God of miracles. He hath done his work. End quote. So there are people out there trying to convince us that there are no miracles, that God does not interact with our lives. Most of the time, this doesn't really impact those of us that believe otherwise. But what happens when it's someone we love, someone we trust, someone we want to impress, someone whose approval we want? What if it's our spouse? Does our faith begin to wear down over time as we're exposed to this kind of false teaching? I recently had a friend, one of the most faithful disciples of Christ I knew, whose husband fell away from his faith and then through his constant preaching at home eventually led his wife and kids away from their own faith as well. This is happening all around us. Quote, Yea, and there shall be many which shall say, Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die, and it shall be well with us. End quote. This one is pretty obvious. There are people all around us trying to peer pressure us into doing things that are damaging to ourselves, to others, and are contrary to the path that Christ would have us go down. Some of us, like our youth and young adults, likely face this kind of peer pressure on a daily basis, but we all have to be prepared for this from time to time. What decisions have we made in advance about how we're going to live our lives so that we aren't forced to make a decision in the moment when the peer pressure is upon us? Quote, And there shall be also many which shall say, Eat, drink, and be merry. Nevertheless, fear God. He will justify in committing a little sin. Yea, lie a little. Take the advantage of one because of his words. Dig a pit for thy neighbor. There is no harm in this. And do all these things, for tomorrow we die. And if it so be that we are guilty, God will beat us with a few stripes, and at last we shall be saved in the kingdom of God. End quote. Okay, this last group of people might be the scariest for me. To me, this feels like those who live within our church culture and use our own doctrine of repentance against us to try to get us to make bad choices. Just a little. We can always repent, right? God will forgive us? Well, perhaps, but I imagine that if we purposefully make a bad choice with the plan of repenting later for it, perhaps the process of changing our hearts towards God may not be genuine and effective. Quote, O oh, the wise and the learned and the rich that are puffed up in the pride of their hearts, and all those who preach false doctrines, and all those who commit whoredoms, and pervert the right way of the Lord, woe, woe, woe be unto them, saith the Lord God Almighty. Woe unto them that turn aside the just for a thing of naught, and revile against that which is good, and say that it is of no worth. For the kingdom of the devil must shake. And they which belong to us must needs be stirred up under repentance, or the devil will grasp them with his everlasting chains, and they be stirred up to anger and perish. End quote. This last line I find interesting. 
the kingdom of the devil must shake, and they which belong to us must needs be stirred up unto repentance. What do we do when we watch someone fall away from their faith because of the false teachings and peer pressure of the world? I bet you have someone in mind that this has happened to recently, or is happening to right now. We often talk of the need to, quote, just love them, be their friend, make sure they feel welcome. I'm sure this is important, but as I've recently watched multiple people fall away from the gospel, I've wondered if there isn't something more we should be doing to, quote, shake up the kingdom of the devil, stir them up to repentance. I don't know what the right answer is there, how aggressively we should act when someone we care about is making a decision that will change their life forever. Because let's be honest, the adversary is working very aggressively to stir our friends and family up against God and is claiming many of them. Nephi goes on to explain all the various ways this happens. Quote, For behold, at that day shall the devil rage in the hearts of the children of men, and stir them up to anger against that which is good. And others will he pacify, and lull them away into carnal security, that they will say, All is well in Zion, yea, Zion prospereth, all is well. And thus the devil cheateth their souls, and leadeth them away carefully down to hell. End quote. So for some, the devil, the adversary, Satan, however you want to think about the evil force running through the world, for some he tries to get them worked up and angry at God and the church. But since this doesn't always work, for others he tries to just pacify them, to lull them away, to make them think that everything is okay while they are led, quote, carefully down to hell. Quote, and behold, others he flattereth away, and telleth them there is no hell. And he saith unto them, I am no devil, for there is none. And thus he whispereth in their ears, until he grasps them with his awful chains, from whence there is no deliverance. End quote. Elder Ronald A. Rasband, an apostle in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, recently said, quote, Satan is a subtle snake, sneaking into our minds and hearts when, he, when we have let our guard down, faced a disappointment, or lost hope. He entices us with flattery, a promise of ease, comfort, or a temporary high when we are low. He justifies pride, unkindness, dishonesty, discontent, and immorality. And in time, we can be, quote, past feeling. The spirit can leave us. And thus the devil cheateth their souls and leadeth them away carefully down to hell. For our safety, we must build a fortress of spirituality and protection for our very souls a fortress that will not be penetrated by the evil one. When we build a fortress of spiritual strength, we can shun the advances of the adversary, turn our backs on him, and feel the peace of the Spirit. We can follow the example of our Lord and Savior, who, when tempted in the wilderness, said, quote, Get thee behind me, Satan. We each have to learn by the experience of life how to do that. End quote. I really appreciate Elder Rasband's final thought here, that we have to figure out through our own experiences how to build the most effective spiritual f fortress for ourselves. We often hear in church all the actions we need to take to become spiritually strong. I'm not going to do that here, but rather encourage each of us to figure out for ourselves how to have spiritual experiences with God, how to draw closer to Him so that His Spirit is near us in times of need, and how to block out the ever-present call of the adversary. If we truly want to ensure that we are spiritually strong for the rest of our lives, we need to dig in and actively pursue strategies that will keep us on the covenant path with God. If we're passive about our faith, 
then it might be you or me that the adversary claims next with his multitude of effective tactics. Thank you for tuning in today as we figure out together how to navigate this challenging life. By understanding how the negative forces of the world can draw us in, hopefully we will be more prepared to shake off the peer pressure, false teachings, and negative influences of the world, and continue to make the decision to follow our Savior, Jesus Christ, today.